Today's episode is brought to you by Oak and Iron Coffee Company. They were founded to honor America's rich nautical history, along with the history of the United States Coast Guard. Yeah, they got um, eight different types of coffee. They got whole bean. You can get ground. You can get coarse ground, fine ground. They even do their own K-cups. Um, they even have decaf. Hell, even my mom drinks it. Um, she's uh, disseminated it to everybody that she knows. Um, they also got a bunch of cool merch in their store, too. Yeah, they got uh, mugs and tumblers and stickers. They're pretty rad, and they throw a nod at uh, everything back from the life-saving service to the public health service to red holes, black holes, white holes. They even do a uh, unit discount. So if you can talk to your CS or your XPO, uh, they do discounts for bulk orders and for uh, Coast Guard units. They even give a portion of their proceeds to CGMA. So every bag of coffee or merch that you buy, a small portion of the proceeds gets donated to CGMA. So if you want to boost your marks, throw that in there that you're, you're buying coffee and donating money to CGMA at the same time. Well, check them out. Pick up a bag of Smoke Pit Blend Coffee. Tell them what Colonel Sailor sent you. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, Relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast. As always, I have my co-host Mr. Miami here with me. Ahoy. Uh, so for some admin stuff. Uh, the, oh, that's the so black tumbler. The reason are out. The reason it sounds shitty is because Fatso's running it today. I didn't have time to do an outline, so if it sounds bad, it doesn't sound flow shitty. Right. It it hasn't even well, whatever. Fuck off. Well, you went like so admin. Like you got to get some character into it. Like you know, all right, guys, nah. welcome back. Here we are. Here's what we've been doing. You know, get into it. I can't be the talent. We've all both the time. been busy. That's why we've been yeah. slacking lately. We have a bunch yeah. of shit going on between you and I. Yeah, uh, being an adult's fucking uh, horse shit. Like, have you seen that, yeah, that video stupid. of the Mexican guy? He's like, he goes, I fucking hate working. I work and I work and no money and it's fucking bullshit. And I feel like that guy every single fucking day. I work and I work <laughs> and I never have any money. Uh, anyways, back on topic. Black tumblers are out. Go grab them. Yes, purchase them. So. Uh, let's see here. Uh, these stickers, the ones that I, I set some aside for you and me, because that way we could have some too. The uh, the operator stickers, they are sold out. Uh, if you guys want more, let let me know. And I want more, we'll, and I want bigger consider ones. Consider doing another run of them. I do. I I I wish these were bigger, but that's not what the deal was that I got. So <laughs> mm, try harder. But I do. I do want some bigger ones, though. But they're yeah. sold out. Uh, we have a new sticker in. It's the holographic sticker. I'll show it to you real quick. Maybe you can see it. It's pretty sexy. They're a little darker than, like, I anticipated them being. But we have it's a like fuck ton dude. of them. We have, like, a hundred of them. Yeah. Nice. So. Uh, did you, have you gotten any new coins lately? 
Not since no, I have not. Not since the last one. Where Did you get, you get you get one? Uh, so, yeah, I got one, and yours is on its way as soon as he gets his second order of them in. He told me to tell you that. Uh, so this one is fucking. I'm gonna use his name, uh, David. Somebody's called me from Croatia. Answer that shit. What if it's an arms dealer? See what he wants. Ah, oh, fuck him. Nah, I'm busy. <sighs> Just He's doing business. You, you're a pissy. So that could have been. What if that was business? This, <laughs> uh, this coin is from David Portillo. Uh, you guys might remember him. He was on. Who? I don't remember the cutter's name. Uh, it was a. Wait, was it the way she? It was an NSC. I think it was a Kimball. It was an NSC. I think regardless. it was a Kimball. But regard, who cares? Anyway, so he was on a cutter and he was posting some memes and ended up getting kicked out over it, which is bullshit for one. So, anyways, he's no longer in, but he made his own challenge coin, and I got one. Uh, on the front, it has a picture of him doing a salute, and it says, get some. And then it says, hashtag justice for Pertillo. And then it says, meme today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the back, it says, uh, U.S. Coast Guard, 2007 to 2021. And then it has some ribbons on it. On it. And the ribbons have the Facebook logo, an Instagram logo, and a Reddit logo. And it has a Cutterman's pen, and it says, Me More Veteran. <laughs> so, Very nice. I thought that was pretty rad. Uh, it's not too often you see coins like that, so it's different, and I like it. Yeah. That's the only new coin that I've gotten recently. Yeah, my last big haul was from Q, and uh, there were some bangers. I haven't gotten any recently. Sturdy said he's going to send me some shit. From his uh, new job, where I was a reference for him getting getting hired, and I talked to the guy for like twenty minutes. It was hilarious. Oh yeah, you told me that. Oh, speaking of Portillo, uh, he said if you guys want some coins, go over to his Facebook page. You can just search him up, David Portillo, and he's probably the only one. If not, guess which one it is. <laughs> but I'll post a picture of his of his coin and send it out on the gram. Um. Dude, did you see that new Alcos that came out today? Which one? Uh, rated Wait. C time for advancement. Oh, before you get to that. Uh, okay, what's up? You, you got to like segment it like, all right, anything else for admin? And then I would have been like, yeah, I have something. But you skipped it because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, whatever. What do you got? So when I went hunting in November, I took my bag that – Dan from Oak and Iron sent me my sent my I took my coffee up to my dad's, and so my dad is like, he's drank Folgers since I can remember like earliest memories Folgers, you know, uh, back when it came in a fucking metal can Folgers guy, and I gave him a bag of our coffee and he liked it and then he's like oh I'm out I'd like some more so I sent him some more thinking like he just wanted a little bit more and then he's like I'm out again I'm due for another bag, so. I am just supposed to just supply my father with oak and iron coffee. Like, I got a man who is like, when I tell you this man is regimented, he's more regimented than like a Marine Corps drill instructor. It's like, I do this this way. I do this this way. Sundays I do this. Saturdays I do this. I set my coffee pot for this. Everything is like, if you don't do it the right way, it's not it's not done right. You just There's just things you do and it's how he's done. And I got him to change his coffee intake, which is a lot. 
he probably drinks I know he drinks more than you. Um he got he switched to Smoke Pit Blend. And I'm pretty proud of that. Hell yeah. Oh. I I'm actually drinking Smoke Pit Blend right now. I just got a new coffee maker, one that like grinds your shit automatically for you and then just makes the coffee. And I had to test it out. So I'm drinking beer cuz I'm a man. But anyway. <laughs> okay, right, anything this, else this for message. admin? Oh, see, no, thank you. I'm I'm actually all good. I said all the things I had to say for admin, so let's move on to the next thing. What do you got? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's All Coast uh, 072 Tech 23, rated C time for advancement in DC, EM, ET, and MK ratings. Uh, the message is internet release is authorized, so we can talk about it. So basically it says uh, to make E6, DC, EM, ET, and MK have to have 12 months of C time. Is that lower or higher than it used to be? So, uh, it is the same. It's exactly the same for DC, EM, and MK. ET, from what I looked up in the manual, did not previously require any C time to make E6. Get fucked, you goddamn nerds. Okay. Uh, And then the big one is to make Chief, you need 36 months of C time for all those rates. Good. You know what Good. it was previously? It was Zero. Fucking eighteen months. Good. I think I I agree with that one hundred percent. The Coast Guard finally did something right, um, other than allowing me in, um, and that is yes, I agree with that. Sea time. Good because I had to do it, so everyone else I should think, have to do it. I think every rate, with the exception of aviation, because they're not on fucking boats. Nope, and fuck maybe that. You should, they, they should have something. You should have to accumulate between like AMT, AT, like X amount three, of hours or something. X like amount that. of hours at sea, like or deployments or like, you know, like I I know like you're required to do like, you know, in your career as an aviator, like you're supposed to do like a training center or like um, a hitron style kind of thing. Like you're supposed to do a out of normal thing, but I think they should have like. You know, um, sorry, I got a text that threw me for a loop. I think you should have like so many hours on a ship, and I think every rate should have sea time. I mean, even fucking PAs, get the fuck underway, bro. Sea going service, sea going <clears throat> service. Sorry, mom. But regardless, I think there needs. I think every rate needs it. What? Yeah, in, in my opinion, aviation doesn't really need it, but they can have something equivalent. Right? They can have I think, so many hours or something like that. I think going... Listen, I complained so much underway. I probably complained more than anybody else has ever complained underway. Um, You've one, complained more than any human I've ever met. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, right? I'm the best at it. So, what I'm saying is, I think going to sea lets you know what kind of person you are. And... I learned a lot going to sea, and I think a lot of people will learn a lot about themselves going to sea. And I just, you know, and I know sea isn't for everybody, and everybody's got a special fucking thing, and everyone's got, I got this and that. I get it. I get that. Those are special circumstances. But if you're just a normal, regular-ass person, I think going to sea lets you know who you are as a person. It lets you know how you interact with people. It lets you know how you work under adverse conditions. It, you know, it helps you deal with, like, um, like sometimes it's tempo. like, yeah, it's like, like sometimes it's like, Hey, um, I know we've been gone for 70 days, uh, but we're actually going to get extended for two days so we could d- do DLQs, which are, 
uh, deck landing qualifications for helos. So we're doing helo ops. And based on how you react to that, like, there's nothing you could do about it. So, like, my first year, I was like, God damn aviators. And I'd go out there and I'd give them the finger while I'm in the proxy suit. And I just swear at them. And then, like, my last year, I was like, yeah, dude, that is how it works. Uh, once you're ready and your butthole's healed, the Coast Guard goes, I'm going to fuck you one more time. And it, I think it helps you build character. <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? I mean, the, there, are some things that I mi- there are some things that I miss about being underway. Like yeah. camaraderie, for one. You don't have that on land units. No. Not the same. You know what? So there's two things that I miss. The, I, like, if the, how do I say this? There's two things that I miss about the ship, all right? One is on on the ship, there's the fucking way it is, right? It's just the way it is. They don't reinvent the wheel. It's you do this, you do this, the chiefs are over here, the officers are over here, E6 is over here, E5 is over here, these people do this, these people do this. There's no, like, I don't like doing that. I think that should be their job. There's no, like, I don't really feel like doing that. There's none of that. There's no, like, any of that. And lately, I've been seeing a lot of, well, that's not fair. And if you say the word, that's not fair, on a ship, you're going to get laughed at. They're going to go, yeah, it's not nothing's fair. It's a ship, you fucking asshole. Of course. Next watch, right? On land, it's a little different. And I have non-rates and E4s that have never been to sea and don't get it they don't get it and it's just like um well mr miami oh why come i have to do it that way why come i have to do this and i go because that's the way it is they go why i go because i fucking said so them's the rules i don't make the rules but them's the rules them's the fucking rules like the ship is it's just duty like there's just hey guess what this is what you are this is what you stand there's no way around it sorry that's just the way it is it's been that way since 1790 uh your turn to take a bite of the dick sandwich enjoy the other thing i miss about the ship is so like when i deal with sks and yeoman here where i am now um i have a couple good ones and i have some shitty ones um like literally i went one of the admin person i was trying to get one of my people to do something um it was a military funeral and they stopped messaging me on the team's thing so instead of being a normal human and going, they must be busy, I got up and I went over to the office, right? And there was a sign on the door that says, yeah. admin closed, processing ID PDRs or what, electronic PDRs or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it was. EI, EI PDRs. Whatever, nerd. And I knock on the door. And they come to the door and I go, is this person here? They go, yes. And I go, great. And I barged my way in. And... I went over to this person and I said, you need things from me. Here I am. And they went, "Um, I didn't have an answer for you. I go, I know that's why I'm here. And they go, there's a sign on the door that says we're closed. And I go, and I yelled like, well, people think I'm yelling. I just talk. And I go, yeah, I know I ignored it because you want something from me. So here I am in front of you. Let's figure this out because you want something from me. And I'm taking time out of my day to help you. You don't dictate my schedule. Yeah, I was like, just because you put a fucking sign in your door that says admin's closed, that's not going to stop me. I can't read. So I barged in there, and I, I started running my mouth, right? And I'm, I'm being Remember those loud. signs on the ship? <laughs> yeah. I, well, Forward in progress. <laughs> Don't yeah. enter. But this won't stop me because I can't read. Yeah. And I'm in there just 
what I think is speaking at a normal level, which apparently I'm I'm loud, and then the warrant officer peeks their head out, so I snap my head over to see what they want, and they hide. And then the senior chief pops their head out to see what I'm yelling about, and I look at that senior chief, and I'm about to engage the senior chief, and they hide as well. Like they did, like it's like, what's going on? And I look over, and they go, "Oh fuck, I don't want to be involved with that," because Mr. Miami's in here. And long Mm-mm. story short, what it was tra- was, they wanted to give those people you were talking to some professional development and see how they handle that situation. Okay. <laughs> okay my point is that story is coming to a point right fucking now i i like on the ship where i can go oh i need to order this and it's fucked up or i did it wrong or there's no connectivity or it's backlogged or it's out of stock and guess what i could just go to sk1 and go hey what the fuck or i can go to wine one and go hey what the fuck or i can go to hs1 or gm1 or bm1 i can go to any of them and go hey Look at me in the face. There's nowhere for you to go. You can't ignore my phone calls. We sleep six inches apart. What's going on? And I really hate that that, that I have the, I I can't have that connection on land. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. What the fuck were like, we talking about? Mm, oh, things being different at sea. That was what we missed at sea versus being on land. Man, I am fuck. I've had a wild day. I have no. I'm all over the place right now. All right. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Long story short, go I, to fucking see, I... pussy. <laughs> all right. Uh, this next all coast that came out today uh, is changes to student loan repayment, and I read it wrong. Okay. Is it I got like dumb? kind of excited. No, I I just I skimmed it real fast. And I left out the most vital component of the message. Okay? So I thought it applied to everybody. It fucking doesn't. So basically, uh, you obligate some some service and the Coast Guard will pay like 10K a year towards student loans for a maximum of up to 60K. But it doesn't apply to enlisted or any active duty people. It only applies to civilians. Uh, and it's only it? and it's only when the Coast Guard deems it difficult to fill to retain positions when it is determined in the absence of loan repayment benefits, the Coast Guard would have difficulty filling a position with a highly qualified candidate or retaining a highly qualified employee. I think that should be open to every motherfucker. If they started doing not like, civilians. Yeah, if they started doing like not like debt forgiveness, but like, hey, we'll help start helping you pay off your loans if it helps you stay in. I think that would help. Yeah, that would go a long way. I think so. I mean, like, there's there's probably tons of people in the service who like went to college before they joined, and not they me. have a fuck ton of uh, student loans, or they went when they were in, and for whatever also reason they me. have student loans. It's not me either, but I'm, I imagine there's some people out there like those people which could benefit from that. Yeah. Like if if the burden of your student loan payments is alleviated, your your work life yeah. balance becomes better. You're free. You're a better. You're free. You're a better performer at work. Your uniforms get better because you have more money for your uniforms. Everything just gets better. Um, speaking of messages, um, did you just because you know I obviously don't work out, but did you see the Coast Guard Marathon is starting again? 
So if you're into like that, go on the message board, check it out. You can do that. Um, also, I missed the Coast Guard CPOA Bass Tournament by fucking a day and a half, right? So I knew there was a Coast Guard whoa, Bass whoa, whoa, Tournament. Whoa, 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 There was a Bass Tournament going on? It starts, it's Thursday, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The, like, okay, so it's the 22nd right now. You have two practice days, which I believe is Thursday and Friday. It's in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, and then official fish days are on Saturday and Sunday. So I tried to do this a couple years ago when they had it up in near Chesapeake, and I missed it then, too, because I'm lazy. Um, so do you remember uh, Clay? Yeah. So I I taught him how to fly fish. He taught me how to bass fish. fish. That was the deal. And he's close enough um, to me where we could have made the drive to Kissimmee in a day or two if we wanted to. And I was like, let's, like, I was like, dude, look. And I, without reading the whole message, I was like, CPO-based bass tournament's out again. Let's go, man. Let's set it up. I'm going to land. You're on land. Let's fucking go. And then I looked at it, and I cannot go because I am going to a CCTI banquet the two days of the bass tournament. So if yeah, you, that brings me into my next. Well, I'm not done yet. It's still my turn. Um, I have the talking stick. I told you I was wound up. You're the one that wanted to do this today. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the CPOA bass tournament is it, it moves around. Um, this year it's in Kissimmee, Florida, I think. And um, it's two man teams. And you get two days of practice and then two days of fishing. And I forget what the prizes are, but there's, like, raffle prizes. There's a whole fucking to-do. And if you want to it's, – it's only Coast Guard, retired Coast Guard, and, like, veterans and families and shit. So, like, you're not going up against, like, you know, I'm not out there fishing against Bill Dance or anything, you know. And uh, if you're interested, keep your eye out. It happens every fucking year. It's been going on for a while. And keep an eye on it. Maybe jump in there. There's no like requirements for boat. It's just pretty much you need to you need to have a floating device, the uh, applicable safety gear, and like fishing rods, obviously. And then you go out there and you can win prizes and shit. And I'm gonna try to do it next year for sure. I'll report live. Bro, we should we should team up and do it. Um, I kind of already have a partner, but okay. I mean, I'd win that whole fucking tournament. Listen, I. You forget. I've never, I, my father was a professional bass fisherman, fished on this circuit and everything. That doesn't mean you're good at it. My dad was a professional. Sh- I mean, I'm a good chef. That's not a good analogy. <laughs> That's like saying, like, Buzz Aldrin's son's like, it's like, uh, he just keeps saying he's going to go into the family business. He goes, You're a medical doctor. Like, yeah, I've told him that. He doesn't get it. Just because your dad's a doctor doesn't mean, like, like I'm dumb as fuck, right? And uh, my son's smart as shit. So, like, just because your dad's good at something, like you think, I guarantee well, okay. you, I could bash fish circles around you. Guarantee. Not. I, I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing that. What I was saying is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Clay's a better bass fisherman than you. But I've only I've only ever bass fished with him, and I've spent a lot of time with you. And I just, I mean, you have the body shape of a good bass fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just. I just I would like if it's if like if you're sitting there in a, in a ranger bass boat and he's sitting there in a ranger bass boat, I'm probably gonna get in Clay's bass boat. 
I just I feel like he's got something going on, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm sorry to be a dick, but also we live fucking four thousand miles away. Yeah, we so live across the country. It would literally have to be like in Kansas or Arkansas. It'd be hilarious. Coming anyway. to you live. <laughs> yeah, there I was. Uh, so, so you got invited to a CCTI dinner. Yeah. Um, turns out I have more friends than just you. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm really nervous. Okay. And not because I'm afraid of other chiefs in the CTI banquet. I'm nervous because Jimothy invited me and I don't want to embarrass Jimothy. So like I literally downloaded the uniform manual on my phone a couple of days ago. I've been checking my uniform. Like I got a fresh haircut. Like my beard's as low as it fucking goes. This is this fresh, is fresh haircut. Uh, it's uh, it's less than one inch bulk, and it's not longer than four inches. So mind your own fucking business. Um, it can be more than an inch in bulk. Well, inch I, that was half. the parameter. That was the parameters I set for myself to make sure it wasn't too much. And <laughs> I'm very excited. Okay, hold on, hold on. So you said Jim invited you, right? As his guest. Yeah. Uh huh. Is he not taking? Is he not taking his spouse? No, no. Uh, he had other guests that were supposed to go, so it's it's a, I oh, guess when you, okay, okay, okay. it's a, it's like so if you buy a ticket, it's a ticket for you and a plus one, and then like something happened and I was, I'm the leftovers, and he's like the person I really wanted to go can't make it, so I guess I'll call you, and uh, so me and my wife are gonna go down to where he's at and spend a couple of days down at Jimothy's house, and I was talking to my chief today about it, and here's. So first of all, number one, I'm only gonna I'm gonna, only gonna drink beer while I'm there. I'm not gonna drink any liquor at the, at the banquet, all right? Because here's what's gonna happen. Uh, I'm a, obviously a heavily decorated E6 uh, with four service stripes, and you know, I got a lot of fucking pins and just I got a lot going on. And there's gonna be some questions like, "Hey, um, this guy made chief in eight years. You've been in sixteen years. What's your problem?" And I kind of equate it to, like, those people that don't want to have kids and they're in their 30s or without married and the people keep bothering them. They're like, why don't you want to do this? Why don't you want to do that? And I'm going to politely explain a couple times why I don't want to be a chief. And then eventually I'm going to have so many beers, the wrong person's going to go, hey, why aren't you a chief? And I'm going to explain that all of you are fucking fart smellers and uh, you're all pieces of shit. And I just don't want to be part of your fucking cult that sells burritos. And then I don't. My biggest worry is I don't want to embarrass Jimothy. So like I'm gonna be on my. I'm gonna be on a good behavior. I'm gonna try not to swear. I'm not gonna try to knock anything over. No fighting. I'm just gonna thumbs up everybody and go. Yeah, you're right. I should be a chief. And yeah, man, you guys in your burrito cult are fucking great. I'd love to be a part someday. Burrito, burrito. Yeah. Why does every CCTI thing do breakfast burritos? Like, don't uh, get me wrong. Easy, I like a good the, breakfast burrito. Here's the thing. It's because they're easy. The ingredients are cheap. They're uh, And the chiefs are lazy. That's why. They, it's because it's easy. They can wrap them up in foil, and they can bogard you. They can stand in front of the gate and go, buy a fucking burrito. And I go, I don't want one, chief. That's okay. I'm on a diet. I'm doing keto. You know, it's my micros are all fucked up. And they go, buy a burrito. Help out the chiefs. It goes to this or that. And I go, and then eventually I go, I don't want your fucking burrito. And then now I have a chief angry at me or a prospective chief or whatever they are. Oh. So th- this may potentially give away like what location I'm at, but I 
the Chiefs mess where I met did elk tacos the other day. There's elk all the way from up here all the way down to here. You're fine. Yeah, but whatever. So anyway, there's elk in Pennsylvania. They were, there was, they were better than I expected them to be. But, uh, the fuck, <laughs> the fuck, bro. So you walk in their 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 chief's mess, right? And they had like, they had like regular beef, and then they had elk. And they had like your your fixings that you put on top of your tacos, right? They had cheese, and they had diced onions. That was it. No now, sour cream. Wait, wait a second. No nothing. Wait a second. Wait, before you go any further, I was told this by a a chef many moons ago, many many moons ago. So a good taco with a good homemade cooked tortilla with a good meat only needs. A good cheese and maybe some onions or pickled onions or a pickled jalapeno. That's what a real legit good real fucking taco is. And if you want to yeah, have white well, people taco night tortillas. and put all this fucking shit on there to cover up your shitty ground beef with your fucking Taco Bell seasoning, that's what people do. That white well, these taco tortillas night. were not homemade. They were not homemade at all. Were they at least like fresh corn and they like cooked them and or were they like no? They they were store bought tortillas and they heated them up on a blackstone. Well, I will say okay, so at least they did that. I will say a good meat you could wrap in a fucking banana leaf and eat. So like, yeah, no, no, I agree with that. But like, I was a little unimpressed with the with the spread that they had. Well, when I do when I do a good taco, when I do like venison tacos or pheasant tacos or whatever, and I like do a slow cook with my own like special seasonings that I like to use. Um, I'll do like fresh corn tortillas and then I'll grill them on a cast iron. And usually I only put the meat and then I'll put like a, I don't actually know how to say it because I've never heard it said out loud, but the cojita cheese, is that how you say it? Like the, it's like a fresh milk cheese that like crumbles. Oh, is it cojita? Is it like a, I thought it was cotilla. I'm pretty sure there's a J in there, which is pronounced with an H, I think. Anyway, just those, just that. And then, like, maybe some cilantro and, like, some lime on top, I think is, like, your quintessential taco. Like, like a legit taco. Like, if you take a white yeah, tortilla. Yeah, no, the, the tacos put, were good. Put... Yeah. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? All right. No, I don't remember. I'm going to CCTI anyway. I'm going to go to CCTI, oh, yeah, that's and it's going to be great. About. I can't wait until we can talk about, like, your experience there and what you thought. So... They open. They they send invitations to everybody, I guess. Like, pack area master chief, land area master chief, D seven, D five, D one, you know, all these master chief, OICs. So like, literally, anybody could show the fuck up. Like, literally anybody. Ancient Mariner could show up. The ancient Albatross could show up. Who fucking knows? The ancient Trident because they had to make something up because the MSTs felt left out. They could show the fuck up. Who knows? Right. So, I'm uh, I'm also. I'm wearing my Cutterman socks to the CCTI bank, so I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, all right, but, I'm going to move on. Yeah, you can go ahead and move on. Okay. Did you hear about a, the 12-year-old who enlisted in the Navy during World War Two? No. Fucking 12, bro. 12. So, what year? What year? 
Let's see if it tells me the year. I don't know. It was around the time Pearl Harbor. I mean, I know there's a story where a guy enlisted in the Marines. He tried to enlist in the Marines at like 14 or 15. And he got a little bit. And then they figured it out and like kicked him out. And then he snuck onto a fucking warship that was bound for France. And then went over there and like found a rifle and a uniform and fucking fought when he was like a, a teenager. So like I know it happens or happened. Yeah. So like, so this kid, right? Uh, it says he enlisted and he did fight in the Pacific theater during world war two. So his name's what Calvin service? Graham, the Navy. Uh, his name's Calvin Graham who decided to join up when he was 11. Right. So it said Graham started shaving though. He had nothing to shave. And his reasoning was that if he looked like he had just shaven, he'd look older than he was. <laughs> so, I mean, the logic's all there. Yeah. It's just, so at, at 12, he successfully enlisted by lying about his age. It says a fair number of young men lied about their age back then. So the recruiter probably realized that something was amiss, but it was usually like 15 year olds or 16 year olds, not 12 year old kids. Right. It has a picture of him too. And I could see how he could have passed for being a little older than what he was. But he still looks super young. I think that's says Graham went to basic. Go ahead. It says Graham went to basic training, telling his mother he was visiting relatives, and then he was a so okay. First of all, (laughs) there's no way at twelve I could be like, "Mom, I'm going to visit some relatives." Uh, Bye, and they would just like. There's no way my mom would let me just go by myself. They probably bought his bus ticket. Like, that sounds great. So, go visit Annie M. Like, go get it. So after basic, he got assigned to the USS South Dakota. It says he took part in a couple different battles, loading the ship's guns, and during one of these, he got wounded in the face. It says, uh, even after being wounded, he managed to save a fellow men, save, to save fellow men who had fallen overboard. So his time at sea earned him a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star. Okay, 12 years old. I hear winning medals. So, I think that says his speaks tween milita- a lot to, like, um, the, I don't want to sound like an old person. And, like, not that I'm, like, a shit kicker or anything, but, like, back then it was, it was prideful to, like, oh, I served. And, like, you wanted yeah, to yeah. do that. And, like, like, I see these videos all over Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook and shit, like, you're like, what do you think when you see someone wearing an American flag on their T-shirt? They go, oh, they're probably a fucking asshole, and they're a piece of shit. And like, I would never wear. I think the I think the American flag stands for racism and shit like that. And if that's what you think, yeah, like fine. It's America, pr- you can do whatever you want. Nobody's proud to serve their country anymore. No one's proud to serve anymore. Like, it's just it's mind blowing the different mindsets that you have over you know what seventy years was it forties. Yeah, it's like 50, a generational gap. 80, 80 years. Yeah, it's a generational gap of working hard, doing what you need to do, serve your country, you know, have a family, whatever. And now it's just like, I don't know, work's kind of hard. Uh, they make me stay till 3.30, and I don't really, I'm not all about that. And it's, uh, you know, it's not bussing. No cap. So... <laughs> So this goes on to say his tween military career only ended because his mother spotted him in a newsreel and so realized what he was doing. 
So his mom sees him on fucking TV and was like, that's my boy. All right, it says when right. he when the ship returned. I have a couple what? questions. Number one, Navy boot camp is probably what, like eight weeks, of the, eight to ten weeks at the time. All right. So that's two months. Then you have probably what, a two week voyage overseas and then probably some sort of schooling like tech school. And then once he's over there, he's actually on his deployment, you know, because back in the day you didn't. Like now, I I saw a video the other day. It's like uh, there was a Navy SEAL talking about. He's like, you know, these guys now they do nine months, go home. They do sixteen months, go home. They do this amount of months, go home. You know, back then it was there's there's a war going on. You're in the war. Hey, when do I get to go home? And they go when the fucking war's over. You know, and so like yeah. this dude, like where's this lady think her fucking kid is like? Oh. Like I don't know. Like, what kind of parent like, are you? <laughs> so she, honestly, at that time, that that time of year, like that time frame, she probably had thirty-two fucking kids. She's probably like, "Yeah, fine, get out." Yeah. So it says when the ship returned to America for a couple weeks, Graham slipped away to attend his grandmother's funeral, and his mother took the opportunity to file a complaint to get him relieved from duty. Called out on their error, the Navy had a good laugh. And sentenced Graham to three months in the brig. So they threw a (laughs) 12-year-old kid in the fucking brig, bro. Get fucked, nerd. And he won a purple heart and a bronze star. Could you imagine? His mom's a narc. That's that's the moral of this story. His mom's a narc. His mom's a narc. So, like, I'm 35. I break the law. I'm in Leavenworth, or I'm in the brig, right? I'm like, yeah, I stabbed my fucking chief because he was being a dick. And then, like, you look over, you're like, hey, little boy, what are you in for? He's like, uh, I joined to fight for my country, and they put me in here because I'm too young. And they're probably like, that's cool. Give me your commissary. I don't know how it went. But. All right. My next story is a crow scout becomes a war chief by stealing Nazi horses. I actually know this story. You do? Is this the one where... Um, so in order to become like a chief, you have to like touch a sleeping soldier of the, or touch a sleeping soldier of the I enemy. Can t- I can you tell you. To... Wait, let me guess. I want to see if I remember. Uh, it's like touch a sleeping okay. soldier, kill a man. You got to steal a horse. You have to like, there's like five things you have to do in order to be like considered for chieftain. Is this, the, is this what you're about to talk about? You, yeah, you're close. So for the crow I'm, people I'm of Montana. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. Becoming so a war chief. A war chief traditionally meant completing four tasks. Task one, leading a war party. Two, That's one I stealing an enemy's weapon. Mm. Three, accounting coup. Uh, and then in parentheses it says, striking an enemy non-fatally and then escaping unharmed. And That's the last sweet. one is stealing an enemy's horse. Yeah, so striking a blow is the same as... I think I was, I don't know what I was reading, but it was like touch a sleeping enemy or something like that. But I was fucking super close. (coughs) So this guy, right, his name is Joe Medicine Crow. He was born on the Crow Reservation and was working on his doctorate when World War II broke out. He joined the 103rd Infantry Division and managed to do all four tasks fighting against the Germans in World War II. It said he led a seven-man party, easily enough. His squad carried explosives 
and led them to attack Germans on the Siegfried Line. Uh, it says another time he collided with a German soldier, fought him hand to hand, and got him to surrender and yell for his mama. Nice. <laughs> it says he left the soldier and took the man's rifle as a trophy. So those were two and three he crossed off his quest. It says stealing an enemy's horse would seem to be the trickiest one since horses weren't quite as weren't quite the preferred mode of transport during the Second World War. But yeah, they were it was a artillery mode of officers. Yeah, it says so near the end of the war, Joe tailed a group of SS officers on horseback and waited till they camped for the night. It says uh he made off with fifty of the enemy's horses, leaving them stranded as he sang a victory song to himself. It says Joe was the last crow to become a warrior chief and there will presumably never be another because uh, those tasks will be even harder to complete in the future because America will never again formally declare war. That's what that article says. I don't really necessarily agree with that, but nobody really fights on horseback anymore for the most part. Here's, here's what I took from that. Um, I'm kind of a pussy and like, cause like when a bee comes at me, I'm like all new, like karate at it. And like, I'll never be a war chieftain. Um, and some people just are cut from a different cloth and are made a certain yeah. way. Could like some imagine? people's like, I, could I imagine doing that? I mean, I believe I'm an old soul at heart. And like, I feel like if I was around that time, I'd have been a badass. but like, I'm kind of squishy right now. But, like, I feel like maybe, like, before the Coast Guard crushed my dreams and I decided I didn't want to have anything to do with it, when I was, like, at my peak physical and mental, like, Coast Guardness, I feel like if I had transferred that back into the 40s, I don't know, maybe I could have done something cool. But, like, not to that level. You know, like, I stole this motherfucker. Like, could horse. you imagine, like, could you imagine, right? You're leading this party. You take a bunch of non-rates. And you go on land, and you go, hey, we're going to steal 50 of those fucking horses from them bitches and leave them there. Do I get to pick the non-rates? Because here's, yes. here's my list. It's going to be, um, I'm going to take Big Country. Gary. I'm going to take Gary. He's going to do something weird, though. Like, hey, man, why are you painted purple? He's like, no one's going to suspect someone painted purple. That's going to be Gary. Yeah. I'm taking Sturdy because he's going to be like, I brought a bomb. Uh, I don't know what we're going to use it for, but I brought a bomb. I'm gonna take black enough because he's hilarious, and yep. he'll be like, oh, and I'm taking. There. Uh, I don't know his his nickname, but he was the prior marine. I'm taking him. Oh, uh, Mr. Coffee. He ended up going. He ended up going to the buoy tender beside us as a third. Oh, the guy that wore the Rugrats backpack. Yeah, I'm taking him. Yeah, he's one of the funniest people I've ever. I I, I we called him a tray. You, that's what we called him. Yeah, he was he he was funny. <laughs> I, if I could take those non rates, I'm in. You know, like hey, you guys want to do some fucking shit? And they're like, uh, yeah, I would take those guys for sure. Yeah, and if I could take if I could take a third, I don't even know if he's still. I doubt he's still a third, but like the the crazy one who would the, do anything. Uh, I know you. Uh, we're talking like. <laughs> The crazy one? Last name starts with a G? Yeah. Yes. Taking him. Like, that, we leave him yeah. with them horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
he'd be the guy to be like, uh, we're going to kill and eat these horses, right? And like, no, we're just stealing them. We're like, oh, why are we stealing them before I got to kill them and eat them? Like, hey, tone the crazy down a little bit, you know? Uh, do you have any, like, like weird reenlistment stories? Yeah. So I've seen, so, hold on. Uh, so actually, I, I've seen a lot of weird things. Um, so like, did you know for your, so I don't know if it's a policy, but you can pretty much request anything for your reenlistment. So like I've yes, seen tradition. it's you know fucks with traditions. Um I've seen like I was stationed near the Navy dive school. I've seen enlistments where they take boats out, we would take divers out just so they could get dropped off at like the sea buoy, go down 60 70 feet and do a reenlistment underway. <coughs> um Coast Guard Cutter Wahoo literally just posted one today this week. Wahoo had the honor of celebrating a cruise reenlistment atop the Seattle Space Needle. MK1 Constable is Wahoo's assistant engineering petty officer and our primary law enforcement officer, uh, and he did his enlistment at the top of the fucking Space Needle. Um, I've seen I've seen people. I saw a non-rate ask the captain if they could be. The ship came DIW. They lowered the anchor to the water's edge, and then this not uh, not non-rate a third. And the captain got onto the anchor of the ship and did the reenlistment hanging from the anchor. They were dropped off by small boat. I've seen. Um, I saw a BM BM two from an ant team go out and they jumped on the sea buoy. So the sea buoy, you have a channel coming in to a bay or a port of entry, and you got red and green on either side. They're numbered even or not. It tells you where you fucking are. At the end, you have something called a sea buoy. Pretty much marks the beginning of the channel. And they go out and they pull up alongside this fucking buoy. They both jump off onto this buoy, and they do the reenlistment there. Um, I've seen reenlistments on horseback in Texas uh, because they wear like cowboy hat, hard hats, and they do all sorts of manner weird. I mean, you were in Texas, you know what it's like. Um, I've seen I've seen them on horseback. I've seen them at the gun range. Um, I've seen them uh, like a loft. I saw an ET2 re- re-enlist a loft in the crow's nest. Um, but probably one of the best ones I've seen people doing it from like helos. I've se- yeah, I've seen a- AMTs do it in helos before. Um, I don't know if I've said it before, but one of the one of the coolest re-enlistments I've ever seen uh, was in Key West, Florida. I'm on Coast Guard Cutter uh, Dauntless, the Dirty D, which uh, is a crazy boat. And the captain was, uh, it was literally his, it was his twilight tour and it was the last fucking patrol ever, right? So it's the last time he's going to be at sea. The XO, who do you think the XO is? Uh, it's, uh, I know his fucking name. He's the ancient mariner. Or he Correct. was, the, that the, guy. Cur- the, the current XO was at the time Lieutenant Commander um Culver, right? <coughs> yeah. And we pull into Key West and there's a BM two who I think is a BM one now, he's still in great fucking coasty. Like legit. Um we're in Irish Kevin's. Irish Kevin's in Key West is it's an Irish bar and there's a you know, all the normal shit. It's packed. 
Um, there's a bar on the right side when you walk in. There's a stage on the left. There's a guy up there fucking singing, blah, 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 blah. And BM2, he was a BM2 at the time. He's He runs into Commander, and he's like, uh, I have a wild request. And he talks to the Commander. Commander's like, let me see what I can do. Goes over to the bar, goes, can I see the manager? Manager comes over. He's like, what can I do for you? He goes, how you doing? I'm... Um, why can't, I think it was Commander Andrews, um, and he's like, I have a request. I'd like to do this, this, and this. He's like, absolutely, hold on. Manager walks over to the to the guy playing music. He goes, shut the fuck up for 10 minutes. He goes, I need you to say this stuff. He's like, yeah, no problem. So the guy playing guitar stops, and he's like, all right, everyone that can hear me, shut your fucking mouths. We're about to do something. And then a commander and a BM2 stand up on the bar, and Irish Kevin's, like the main bar on the right-hand side. And they take the microphone over to Commander Andrews. And Commander Andrews pulls out his phone. And he fucking, he's like, raise your right hand. And he's and like, BM2 raise. He's like, I solemnly swear to protect the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign domestic, blah, blah, blah. Does the whole thing. Irish Kevin's is dead silent. Like, you could hear a fucking cricket fart, dude. Dead silent. Does a whole reenlistment on the bar in Key West at Irish Kevin's. And he says the whole thing. And he's like... I do. And then, like, he shakes his hand. They both salute each other. And the guy's like, that was fucking crazy. And the whole fucking bar erupts. I was like, like, I talked to the BM2 the next day. I was like, dude, you had the commanding officer of a, of a military vessel re-enlist you on a bar in Key West and shut the whole bar down at 1 o'clock in the morning, shit-faced, and you just did that. He's like, yeah, it's pretty fucking rad, wasn't it? And I think... That's probably one of the cool. Imagine the drinks they got. Oh, they got tons of drinks. It was just, it was so cool. So many, like, if you've never been to Key West, there's a lot of older people there that go fucking hang out. And they're like, oh, my dad was in the Navy or Vietnam. And they're like, thank you for your service. And, I mean, they got, they got fucked up for sure. But, like, it was so cool. Like, the current, like, the last three commands that I've had, I don't think would do that. Like, if I ran into either of our last two COs or my last two CO, well, maybe where I'm at now, my last CO might have. But if I was like, hey, I'm drunk, you're drunk, it's one in the morning, would you do my reenlistment right now at the bar? Like, I don't think that would happen anymore. I bet our last CO that was on the ship would do it. You think so? Yeah. After everything I pulled, you think he would fucking do that for me? Guaranteed. Hmm. That's like your opinion. I don't think so. <laughs> I've tried to do some cool reenlistments, uh, like ceremony stuff, but they didn't pan out. Like I tried to to do it at the Super Bowl one year. I even emailed <laughs> the commissioner of the NFL, and then I That's I tried funny. to do another one in a Blue Angel. That'd be pretty cool. That would have been pretty yeah, cool. That'd be wild. It didn't work out, but. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Do you have anything else for reenlistments? I uh, I just so with the with reenlistments, just ask. Like, if you're really big into guns or aids of navigation, or you know, uh, I you could I've seen a reenlistment in the middle of the Bermuda Bermuda Triangle. I've seen that. I've seen Guantanamo Bay. I've seen like. Like, think of something that's, like, special to you. You know, like, your rate, maybe, or, like, something you're really into, or just something fucking bananas. Something cool. Just ask, dude. 
Most people yeah. will do it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, we're pulling into Key West. Can I get a – I want to reenlist at the southernmost point or, you know, we're going to – like, we're about to cross the equator in the middle of crossing the whale's belly. Can I stand up covered in fucking shit and slime and do my reenlistment crossing the fucking equator? Can I do that? You know, ask, man. <coughs> fucking ask. Yeah. Worst case say is no, and then All you right. go – you do it in the yeoman's office and go, yep, dude, I'm good, and then you fucking sign. Worst case scenario. All right. We're moving along to the FRC namesake. Oh. So so this one is the Coast Guard Cutter Joseph Tezanos. I hope I'm saying that last name right. T-E-Z-A-N-O-S. It's pronounced Tostinos. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> All right. So in the spring of 1942, 22-year-old Joseph Tezanos uh, a factory worker and Spanish immigrant enlisted in the U.S. Coast Guard. It says by May of 1943, after a variety of temporary assignments, he received orders to report to New Orleans. He was assigned to a new landing ship, uh, LST, a large ocean-going landing craft. What? I have nothing okay. to add. Okay. Uh, right now. I will later. It says, uh, by July, Tazanos and his shipmates on board LST-20 would be part of a convoy headed for the Alaskan theater of World War II. <clears throat> it says, while serving aboard LST-20, Tazanos became a gunner's mate, the most dangerous rating possible on a, on a World War II LST. Says uh, Tizano saw action and managed to survive some of the bloodiest amphibious operations of World War II, including landings on enemy held islands at Kiska, Alaska, Tarawa Atoll, Tarawa Atoll, uh, yep. in the Gilbert Islands, and Kwajalein Atoll in the Marshall Islands. It says uh, at Tarawa, or however you say that, it says uh, LST 20 supported the Marines as they slugged their way through uh let's see here it says in april 1944 they were moored near an armada of transports and lsts in west lock pearl harbor the ships were assembling for a top secret operation named forager which would support the invasion of saipan i said allied naval planners expected to be one of the most hotly contested landings of the Pacific theater island hopping campaign. Let's see. It says on Saturday before their modest sail, an explosion on board. One of the LSTs set off a chain reaction among the heavily loaded transport vessels. The ensuing cataclysm resulted in the largest accidental explosion of the war in terms of lives lost, including approximately 600 dead. After the explosion, Tizano scrambled aboard a rescue boat along with the crew of hastily assembled volunteers. The small boat and its intrepid crew steamed into harm's way despite the risk of being burned alive or, blo or blown up. Tizano's and his shipmates rescued men from the water in danger of drowning and evacuated others from the burning ships. Tizano's received multiple burns in the line of duty while saving over 40 victims from the disaster. It says, for his actions that day, Tizano's received the Navy and Marine Corps medals, the highest medal awarded to Navy personnel for wartime rescue operations. He also received a commendation letter from the Coast Guard Commandant Russell Weishi 
and a citation personally signed by the famous fleet admiral Chester Nimitz, which reads, in part, for distinguished heroism while serving as a volunteer member of a boat crew engaged in rescue operations during a fire in Pearl Harbor, Oahu, on 21 May 1944, under conditions of great personal danger from fire and explosions, and with disregard of his own safety, it says Nimitz citation concludes, his actions on this occasion were in keeping with the highest traditions of the Naval Service. That Did is you hear wild. all the all the all the names dropped in there? Admiral yeah. Nimitz. Yeah, Weishi, Admiral Nimitz. Com- Weishi? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it, this dude went on uh, to become a reserve officer. But that is the Joseph Tizano's cutter. FRC. Where's that cutter at right now? Bro. You know, I don't know. I didn't didn't go that too far. You didn't prepare. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. It's in San Juan. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I have have one more rant complaint before we move on to last calls. So, we talked about, (coughs) I told a story about me wearing my robe around and getting in trouble with it, right? Yeah, I told the story. We both did. So, after all said and done, the fucking Polar Sea, or Polar Star, whichever one it is, posts on their official Facebook page of some officer with his fucking officer mug wearing a fucking robe on the ice. So, is wearing a robe while underway on a cutter not cool or cool? Because I was chastised for wearing it. This guy is wearing one on his unofficial fucking Facebook shit. But for one, he wasn't underway. Um, Technically, when you're stuck in ice, you're underway, just so you know. (laughs) But he was off the ship. Doesn't matter. They'd be like, oh, I only wore it on the OTH. I didn't wear it on the fucking ship. I think you should be able to wear your robe whenever the fuck you want. As long as you're not going into like any crazy machinery spaces or anything like that. Yeah. I just, I think it's a little, I don't want to say hypocritical, but like I was shunned and yelled at and chastised for wearing my robe, you know, because, you know, the yeah. ship is not you only got my home, but it's taken my away place from of business. Yeah. I, it was an accident. I thought I thought we were cool. Turns out we weren't. Um, but literally, you have an officer. It's literally like I think what pisses me off is like I didn't rules do for it thee and not for me. Yeah, I didn't do it like ha ha ha. I'm gonna wear a robe. Yeah, it was after the work day. The meeting you went to was like I don't know seven o'clock at night or some shit like that. Yep, seven thirty at night, and yeah, it was, it was holiday after routine. The and I was in my robe, which I had worn through dry dock, and I've been wearing it for months. And I go up, and there's other people in civvies, and I'm in my robe. I walked in and said, hey, everybody. And I walked over to the corner, and I sat there, yeah. and I was quiet. And then I said, It's not like you thanks. didn't have clothes on. You had clothes on under it. You, I had clothes I, you on probably had a, You probably had a blue T-shirt and gray yep. sweatpants on. Correct. And I had my boat shoes on, and then I was like, all right, thanks for the meeting. Uh We'll, we'll see everybody tomorrow. And then I got fucking yelled at the next day. Like, yeah. did you wear a robe to the ops intel brief? Like, um, 
there was only two people in uniform, and they were going to watch. So, like, uh, what's the deal? And it just, like... Yeah, the clothes the you rules... wear have no fucking say in how you do your job. Like, I don't I don't put on my robe and automatically go, ha you know, I don't like blacks and Mexicans, and, you know, I'm lazy now. It's just, I just, I'm the same person. I just have a robe on because I want to wear a robe because I'm comfortable because you make me live in these un- inhospitable climate, and I just want to fucking wear a robe because it's comfortable. And also, it's funny. <clears throat> Was it, are you done? Well, you didn't validate my point, so I guess I am. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I think it's stupid that they got all butthurt that you wore a robe to the intel brief. I mean, it's not the first stupid thing I've done. All right. I only have, like, two last calls because I really wasn't prepared. Um, I have a couple. So I'll go first because mine aren't that good. So... I, you know how I feel about soup, right? I think a soup is the best way to get nutrients in your body. Um, but it was brought to my attention that soup is, for lack of a better term, witchcraft. Oh, okay. Uh, we take plants, spices, and dead animals. We put it into a cauldron, follow the instructions from a book written by old people. Yeah, I, okay, I can see that. Uh, and my last one is, so, dogs, you're a dog person, I'm a dog person, uh, dogs don't understand that humans can make mistakes, right? They don't know what, like, an accident is. So, does your dog sleep in your room at night? Yes. So does mine. So, if you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom at 2 in the morning, because I'm old, and I trip over my dog, my dog doesn't know... The humans make mistakes, and he thinks I got up at two in the morning to get up and kick him in the fucking head. Yeah. And it, like my picture, you're you're my dog, you're Harley, and you're asleep at this at the foot of my bed, and you're dead asleep. And then all of a sudden, someone kicks you in the fucking head, and you're like, "Oh, my owner must have got up and went fuck you," and then kicks you in the head. Like it's got to be a hard life for a dog. Yeah, I'd have bit you. Like, even, like, I apologize after I do it, even though I know they don't understand. But, like, it's still, like, it's shitty. You know what I mean? It's shitty. Yeah, yeah. That's all I fucking have. All right. So, like, you've heard the the saying, right? Like, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Well, like, life can't actually give you lemons. Pass. Because lemons aren't naturally occurring. Well, uh, correct. They're a crossbreed, and they were, they were, they were perversely grown. Like, did you know, like Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and a couple other things are all from the same fucking plant. Just they take different uh, hereditary traits from each plant and do their own thing. Like broccoli and Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, they're all the same fucking plant. We just spliced them and picked out specific hereditary traits to make them grow the way we wanted. Yeah. Uh, so I was on the interwebs today, and. Uh... I found this thing that I've never heard of and I bet you've heard of it. It's like, have you ever heard of a beefalo? A beefalo? Yeah. It sounds very familiar. Can I go back to lemons? It's a cow bison hybrid. I want to go back to lemons. Okay. All right. So you have 12 kids or no, you have 11 
lemons, and 12 kids, how do you split them evenly? There's two answers. Okay. What do you think the answer is? You don't. You have 11 lemons. You have 12 kids. How do you split the lemons evenly? Okay, for one, you don't. Okay. Or you can just cut them in half and give each of them That won't work either. If you cut each in half, you have 22 halves. That's That's correct. But you can can only give one half to each of your kids, and then you just have leftovers. There's two answers. Number one, kill one of the kids. Jesus. Uh, Two, make lemonade. Hmm. Okay. There you go. So, so the so buffalo. Back to the beefalo. Beefalo. Have you ever, you ever yeah. heard of it? I actually. So have like not. I was like, yeah. So it's a cow bison hybrid, and it's actually called beefalo, like B E E F A L O. I bet it's uglier uh, than fuck. It it just looks like a cow. Like the, you can't like really tell cow? the difference. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, but it's healthier than regular beef. And it still tastes like beef. It has like based on I think what? It, it was. What do you mean based off what? Like why is it healthier? It said it had like something like sixty six percent less fat than normal beef. So it's like a lot leaner. Like buffalo is pretty lean. Well, just because something's lean doesn't make it healthier. You still it need makes fats it healthier than beef. That is true. That's like your fucking opinion. Mm, no. Uh, when we yawn, do deaf people think we're screaming? Yes, 100%. 100%. All right, this is the one. This is my last, last call, and it's the one that I think you'll know. God, like I you've hope heard I the saying, stupid. the whole nine. You've heard the saying, the whole nine yards? Yes, it came from P 51 pilots because the 50 cal guns. Uh, their ammunition was linked in nine yard lengths, and if you shot all your rounds at one enemy aircraft, you gave them the whole nine yards. Yep, that is correct. It says uh, the bullets of the machine guns used in American combat planes of World War II, and since we're in chains, twenty seven feet in length. Thus, if a pilot was able to fire all the bullets at one target, he was said to have given the adversary the full nine yards. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those, like. Uh... You ever heard the term "freeze the uh, freeze the balls off a brass monkey"? No. I mean, half so the shit the term... you say, I just feel like you made up, anyways. <laughs> so there's a saying: it's it's so cold it can freeze the balls off a brass monkey. And usually, people picture a metal monkey statue, but a brass monkey. So when you're dealing with gunpowder, and back then it was black powder, like on my flintlocks, all my. Um, all the mechanical parts on my flintlock are brass because they're um, non-ferrous metals and they don't produce a spark. So they had this tray with little divots called a brass monkey that held the cannonballs. And if it got so cold, the metal contract so would contract so much that the surface area that retained the cannonball would shrink. Therefore, the cannonball would fall off. Freeze the balls off a brass monkey. Bro. Is that your Hawaiian shirt in the background? Yeah, I'm getting ready to go to go to some cool places. <laughs> I haven't. I did. I just now. We've been recording over an hour, and I've just yeah. now seen that. Like, do you know where the term "let the cat out of the bag" comes from? 
No. So back in the day when they did corporal punishment and they would actually like flog you, they would flog you with something called a cat of nine tails. It was a, a handle that had nine uh, little whips slash ball things on it, and they kept it in this leather bag. And if they would carry this oh, bag around, okay. and once it came out, they were like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, there's a lot of military stuff like, did you know balls to the wall actually comes from uh, pilots? So you really? had like B-17, yeah, B-17s or, uh, I forget what it is, whatever the, um, like, uh, whatever we, whatever we jumped out of in like World War II. Um, so when you, they, they retrofitted the cockpit, so like when you were going as fast as fucking possible, each little knob, so you had four engines total in the aircraft, two on one side, two on the other, and I'm, I'm probably getting this wrong, but I don't care. They each had little balls on them, like knobs, and you would push those as far forward as you could to go as fast as fucking possible. So if the balls on the throttle knobs were as far forward as possible, you were going balls to the wall. It's an old, it's an aircraft slang. That's pretty cool. I know a lot of shit. I'm like really smart. You can ask anybody. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, do do you have anything else to talk about? I mean, I have more, but no. I have more about things that I know that you don't, but that's okay. I'm done talking about the podcast. Because <laughs> I'm, right. I'm almost drunk, and I still have to pack to go to the CCTI thing. So, All right. We will see you guys in the next one. Peace. Later. Thank <laughs> you.